feel that life is just getting you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Hello, hello. Sorry for the delay. We have all, we are um, trying our first time, kind of like with bicycles uh, with training wheels, and our training wheels just got kicked off. It fell off. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying. We're trying this for the very first time. Thank you so much for being patient with us, and thank you for joining us live in the studio here in Major Bargains in Cottonwood, Idaho. And we are really glad that you've joined us. We had fun last week in Arizona, but here we are in, in Idaho where it's not quite as warm, but the snow is melting, right, Annette? Right. Okay. We appreciate John uh, Mauger and his contribution to our show and allowing us to be here. And, and I got something to say. What do you have to say? It won't be long. I'll have a website up with my art on it that I'll be selling art from. And we're working on that now as we speak. Yes, we are. And I'll even be showing some of my art maybe on this what this site. Oh, okay. And I'm getting that worked up too because I'm going to start selling art. Yep. She's good. She's good. Um, any oh, one update? We are in October of last year. We interviewed um, Levi Holly. And I did not mean to give his name out, his last name, but oh, well, it's out there. Um, we interviewed Levi, who is in prison, and um, we talked with him about a week ago, and he's willing to come back with another interview. Levi has been our top person, um, our number one show in on demand, and so I think you guys will be interested in having him back on, and we'll let you know when that's going to happen, but it is going to happen, so... Yeah. So anyway, we're going to talk today about a secret find, a friend's curiosity that leads into an extraordinary experience. Okay? It's a precious gift that's meant to be shared. So, Annette, what is that? Well, it was, it was a gift that was given. I was given something very nice, so nice that it makes me look different, makes me feel different, makes my eyes glow. Oh. It's a guiding light. Well, what'd you find? Let me see. Well, I'm sorry, but I can't just share this with just anybody because I don't sh I don't throw my pearls out to swine. Okay, well, stop. Stop right now. I'm just not anybody, and it sounds like you just called me a pig. Well, I'm your best friend. I'm not a pig. It's kind of like a scripture out of the Bible. God, does, God doesn't call people swine pigs and you are my best friend but it's a gift and it's something that is special to me and when I say I don't throw them out to swine that means I don't just let anybody handle it okay. dirty it or it's a gift that I don't want torn up or treated badly and and people do that when you give them something special to you they will treat something that you have that means a lot to you in a, in a very bad manner. Well, wait a minute. Maybe they think they must do something to get the gift, like buy it or work for it or something. You know, maybe that's what, because that's what sometimes happens is somebody gives you a gift and then you, they say, well, in, in exchange for that gift, you need to, and you think, it was a gift. What do I need to do? Is that this kind of gift? Well, it's a gift, and gifts are something that somebody gives you. You don't make the person buy it. That's the reason it's called a gift okay it's not something you have to buy or have to work for to get it's it's a gift it's free oh okay it was given to me by somebody that i cherish very much and it's a free gift but it's a gift that i want to share with other people but i want whoever i share it with to take good care of it and some people are so careless with the gift that they allow it to be broken or trampled on and what do you what do you mean they they take a gift and they are they broke they break it or they trample on it i mean what does that mean well it's not precious to them it's 
it's just that doesn't mean anything to them. Even after you tell them about it, they don't protect it. They don't hang on to it. They just trample it or throw it to the side and leave it there and it rusts. And okay, so as somebody who gave that gift to them, I wonder how that feels. You know, the gift giver. If you if you don't if you don't cherish it and if you and you just kind of trample on it, I wonder how how would the gift giver feel? I wonder. I would feel like somebody didn't appreciate what I gave them. Okay. I would feel like when I give somebody something, I give it from my heart. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this gift. This gift is very special to me. Sometimes I'll give a gift to somebody and I let go of it and I say they can do what they want with it because it's not that that important to me. But I give it to them because I cared about them and I thought it might make them happy. But if they don't like it, I don't care what they do with it. But this gift I give because it's very special to me. And I would expect them if they didn't like it and they didn't want it to give it back to me and not trample it. Okay. Because right. this one's special. Okay. Well, Some people, though, receive the gift, and because of because of being popular or current trend, or they just they don't they want to be popular. They don't want this gift because this gift isn't the end thing. Okay, so there's people that I understand that part because I remember in junior high and high school, you know the the trend of whatever the hairdo or the clothes and, and, you know, like the trend, I don't even know what the trend is now for high school kids. I have no clue. I know around here it's, I know here. Sliced up jeans. Yeah. Well, that's true. Sliced up jeans. And I, I've noticed that there's um, cowboy boots and shorts. I don't know if that's everywhere or just around here, but that is definitely a trend. Um, Some trends are okay. mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have to give up everything for this gift, but mm-hmm. there is some things you do have to give up for this gift. Mm-hmm. And yeah. some people, I think some people are afraid to give up things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some things are more important to people than than anything. Right. So a trend, let me think, what would be... What was a trend when you grew up? Do you remember? I don't have a whole lot of memory mm-hmm. of my childhood because of the abuse I went through. So I don't really know what were trends. Okay. I do remember people saying I had cooties. Mm. <laughs> I guess that might have been a trend. Yeah. <laughs> so let me see. So they accept the gift, but then they forfeit it. Okay. Mm-hmm. The question that I have then, did they really accept the gift? I mean, you know. Well, I don't think they accepted it, and that's. But the thing is, even if they don't accept it, they should treat it well and give it back to you. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't think they accepted it, so okay. they should treat it well, whether they accept it or not. But people don't; they trample on it, and that's the reason I said I don't throw my pearls out to swine. Okay, gotta be careful what you do. Okay, so. I don't know. That it sounds like a really good gift, but it sounds pretty sad if people trample on it or, or just kind of say, "Oh yeah, I want that gift because that's the in thing to do right now." And then when it's not the in thing to do, then they walk away from it. Okay, that's sounds like a really neat, neat gift. But so what else? What else happens with this gift? Well, it's a pretty good gift because it can sustain you. It can. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice gift. It's it's powerful. I think it's the best gift you could ever have. Okay. But what do you do with it? You keep it. You love it. It loves you. It, it, it helps you in relationships. It guides you. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful gift. So... So what? So you can you what? You cherish it? Yeah, well, you receive it. It's a gift that you cherish, you nourish. It builds relationship with you. You build a relationship with it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! How can you build a relationship with the gift? You've got to be able to understand it and receive the gift. 
into your heart and maintain a relationship with it. It's a wonderful gift. Well, I think you need to tell me what the gift is because I'm not understanding it because I've received many gifts, but I haven't had to do all of that to maintain a gift that somebody's given me. I mean, Larry's given me necklaces, you know, and, other, and you've given me stuff. You've given me bracelets and all of that. And I haven't had to, I mean, I know I haven't trampled on it and I haven't abused it in any way. And I certainly haven't broken it on purpose. Sometimes I do break things because that's <laughs> me. But um, so what's so what is the gift? But how do I know you'll treat this gift good? How do I know that you really want this gift? I mean, how do I know that you wouldn't be like the others and, and reject the gift? The gift is important. How do I know you really want it? Well, how do I know it's just not curiosity that you're wanting to see it? Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's prop. I know what it is. You're always, always, always collecting rocks. So it's probably just a rock. I remember we would go to the, we, when we go to the river, the lower salmon, we would, you would collect rocks upon rocks, upon rocks, upon rocks. Well, you know what? Rocks are strong. Rocks are strong. And I love rocks. And this is a solid rock. Okay. But it's the most solid rock there ever was. And you can stand on this rock. And okay. you can depend on this rock. Wait a minute, Annette. You can't. You can't pick up a solid rock big enough for me to stand on because I know your strength. I know that you can't do that. You know what? You're right. I couldn't pick up a rock big enough for you to stand on. But this rock, it doesn't have to be picked up because it follows you. It goes with you. It sustains you. It's a rock that has powerful enough to take care of you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to take care of it. It's an awesome rock. Okay. So, let me see. I really want to see what that gift is, but but you're so confusing. I have to release. Okay, so so you have to talk. I don't know. I'm. I guess I'm just confused. Well. If you really want to see the gift, really, really, really want to see it, I'll show it to you. But you have to open your heart. I have to open my heart to the gift? Mm -hmm. You have to let go of unbelief. Unbelief of who or what? Unbelief of something or someone or anything that you can't see. So... I'm assuming this gift is something I can't see. That's right. You know, some people think Somebody that. gave you a gift that you can't see. Yeah. Can you touch? I can, but it, you can't see it when you touch it, but I can feel it. Can you? All right. So can this gift? Can. All right. So let me ask you something. Okay. Ask me something because I'm really confused. Do you touch air? I guess if I do this, I'm touching the air. Can, can you I feel it? No, I can. Well, I can feel if it's cold or hot. And you can feel it when it comes out of a fan and blows I can, on yes, you. Can you? I can do that. But can you see it? No, I can see the results of it, but I cannot see the air. Well, or the wind. You believe it's there, though, don't you? Right. How can you believe in that if you don't see it? Um, because I'm breathing it. It's sustaining my life. Okay, there you go. This gift I have is like air. It sustains my life. I can't see it, but I can feel it. Okay. So can you believe in that? Can you get to that point to understand that this gift, you can believe in it because you can feel it. It sustains your life, and you can, you can believe it's there even if you can't see it. Well, 
Okay. I, because you, the air part. Yeah. Okay. So there is such a thing as stuff that can be around that you can't see. Okay. But you can, it can sustain your life, even though you can't see it because the air sustains air definitely your definitely oxygen sustains my life. Yeah. And you can't okay. see it. I right. cannot. I can see the results of it, but I cannot see the, the wind itself. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel it. And the moon glows. Oh, yeah. How does it glow? Um, I don't know because I didn't do good in science. Yeah. Well, even science can hardly explain why the moon glows, but you can't see it. Mm-hmm. You can't see why it glows. You can see the light from it. Right. You don't know where it comes from. Right. So, you know, it's there. Okay. You believe it's there. Yeah. Right? Well, I can see this. I can see the moon. Yeah. You can see the moon, but you don't know where that light comes from, the moon. No, but if, but people can't explain that one probably. You think so? Probably the scientists that, yeah. you know, they like NASA. We came from monkeys, too, but I didn't come from a monkey. <laughs> well, sometimes you go eek, 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 especially if there's a spider. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you'd go eek, 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 if one bit you. <laughs> so I now go, we got two things that don't okay. have an explanation You're for right. it. So you can't see the okay. source of that light. Okay. But it's there. So okay. we know it's there, right? All right. Yep. We know it's there. And the stars glow, too. Yes, they do. And, ooh, we've seen falling stars up here and there. Awesome. awesome. Okay. So we know that this gift can sustain your life. Sustain my life. Can guide you. Guide me. But you can't see it. Can't see it. But you can feel it. But I can feel it. Okay. So do you really want to know what this gift is? Um, I do. But you know what? We have to go to break. You know what? What? I can tell you it after break. Okay. And you know what people will tell you too after break. So we're going to take a break and be back to tell you about the story of the gift. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing a testimony of God's healing power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4 verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. Find it today. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Okay, we're back. And you're going to tell me about the gift that I can't see, but I can see the results of. I can't touch, but I can feel. Okay. Yeah. Can I hear? You can. I can. Well, it's Jesus. Oh. He's a, he's, a, he's a savior. He died for my sins. He died for your sins. He died for everybody's sins. And you have to believe. You have to accept him as your father, as your Lord, and as your savior. Okay. And you know what? What? 
he'd done some great things, and he's done some great things in my life. And he's a gift of all gifts. But you know what? What? People don't believe in him. Some people don't even accept him. They oh, think he's a myth. I want to go back to what, what, what has he, whoops, I'm sorry. What has he done in your life? He saved me from my sins for one thing. He died on a cross to save me from my sins because okay. he was perfect. And he died to save me. And I'm, I'm such a sinner of all sinners. But he also has talked to me since I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And he's done miracles in my life. Mm -hmm. He has done so many things of miracles in my life that there's no way I could deny that he's real. That's what I was going to ask you. Okay. He's, when I was a little girl, about maybe 11 years old, was a, little, a, a neighbor of mine and I were walking home from church. And his their father was a preacher. We'd walk home from their church. And he was prayed that God would go with us as we walked home because mm -hmm. I've had some pretty bad things happen to me in my life. And as we walked out of the church to go home, there was this beautiful, beautiful shape of Jesus in the sky. And there was so many different colors. Shape but, of what? I mean, what was the shape? Because the shape of Jesus. It formed just like him in his robe. Oh, okay. So it was a, uh, like a form of a man. Yeah. Okay. Jesus in the robe. Mm -hmm. Becky got scared. And I remember her name as if, and I could picture her face as if it was yesterday. So I told her, I said, you don't have to be afraid, Becky. It's Jesus following us home, protecting us. She wanted to go into the church that I go. I would go to mm -hmm. church at on the corner of our street. We went in there, and we stayed for almost an hour watching them practice their choir. When we came out, he was still above that church. He waited for you. there waiting mm -hmm. for us. So we was headed home down our street that followed us all the way to our house. Becky ran into her house and I went to my house. I wanted mom to see it. So I went in to tell mom when we came back out, it was gone. Mm. But it followed us no matter which way we walked mm -hmm. and wherever we went, it hovered he over followed that you, huh? until we got to our house. Home safely. That's one miracle. Mm -hmm. Another miracle God has done is I was sitting on a ladder in our house and i I felt a light shining on me. You were what? How old were you? About? I was 10. 10? Mm -hmm. I felt a light shining on me. I didn't know where the light came from, mm -hmm. but I heard God's voice tell me, ask my mother how I get saved. And I asked God, I said, I thought I was saved. And he said, you're of countable age now. You need to be saved by your design, by your desire. And he told me to ask my mother how I get saved. And I, could, I felt like I could see into heaven because that mm -hmm. light went on and on and on through the ceiling of our house. Oh, wow. And, and your mom was in the same room, wasn't my she? My mom was mm -hmm. sitting in her chair reading, reading the Bible. Her Bible. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't see the light. Nope. And I asked her, I told her that God told me to ask her this. And she said, when did God tell you to ask me that? I said, right now. He's above us talking to me. And she was in awe over it. She took me right then and there to her pastor. Mm -hmm. And I told him what happened. And he told me how to get saved. Mm. And we prayed the prayer. And then they sprinkled me. They came to our house to sprinkle me with water. Well, ever since then, I felt like I needed to be dunked, not mm -hmm. sprinkled. Submerged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he has, he has also given me money when my kids were born. There was a job that I'd taken, and I won't name the job, but their check, they paid me bounce. Mm -hmm. And my house was going to go into foreclosure because I didn't have money to pay the house payment. So we closed out. I went to close out the bank account. And guess what money was in that mm -hmm. bank account? Enough for your house payment. Right. God is good. Yeah. All the time, huh? Even though the check bounced. Yep. But they couldn't find that check that bounced in my account. And I had a notice for it in my hand. <laughs> but they couldn't find, find it. it. Until they said, you might as well throw the notice away because... We can't find any record of it. God took care of it. Yes, he did. And there's... One very important thing that God did. When I dedicated my life to him when I got... After I was sick, mm -hmm. and I told him that when my kids grew up, I'd dedicate my life to him. Mm -hmm. And I seen a ring in Kansas in a Christian bookstore. 
that had a, three crosses on it and a stone in the middle of mm-hmm. it, but I couldn't afford to buy it. I said, but if I dedicate myself to you, you'd have to put that ring on my finger. Yep. We came here to Idaho to work, and a lady that I didn't even know came up to me and told me God told her to give this ring to me. And it was the very ring yep. that was in that Christian bookstore. It's been on my finger ever since. Yes, it has. And it broke one time. And I had to take it over to Walmart. And I told God I couldn't pay to fix it. I said, you'll have to pay to fix it. And he told me not to say anything. Just turn it in and tell him it needs to be fixed. They said that it's made out of a gold that they've never seen before. And I said, well, it needs to be fixed. They sent it in to be fixed. And they found the type of gold to fix it with. They sent it back to me. And I said, how much do I owe for it? And they said, it's been taken care of. Mm-hmm. So who took care of it? The I gift. <laughs> yeah, the gift. <laughs> he gave you a gift. And it has not broke since. No, it hasn't. And it's been on my finger since. Yes, it has. It does not come off my finger. Nope, it doesn't. I can I can I can attest to that. That's just some of the some of the miracles God yep. has done for me. There's a lot more, but I don't want to spend the whole time talking about that. But that's the gift. Mm-hmm. God is a gift. So, God does anything that will glorify him and that will help with your life. Mm-hmm. And and further the kingdom, his kingdom. Right. So the question is this, why would anyone want to reject this gift why why you know because he can do so many things i don't understand that answer to that question because i don't understand why people would reject love god Mm -hmm. is love Mm -hmm. and i've never understand why people would reject christ and why people did what they did when he came when he lived here on earth there were so many people that were so cruel to Jesus. Jesus came here to save us, but people consider themselves good, good enough to get into heaven themselves. Yep. You know what? We couldn't be good enough. We are nothing but filthy rags. We cannot get into heaven by our own terms. We can't get into heaven I think there's on a, our works. the scripture that says, for by grace we are saved, not of works. We can't do it on our own, right? Right. Yeah. John 14, 6 says, but Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. And that means that if you reject Christ, you reject heaven. Yep. So nobody can get into heaven except for through Christ and not by your own merits. Yeah, you can't be good enough. Well, God God pleads for our case. Mm-hmm. Jesus does. Yes, Jesus, Jesus does. has pleaded our case for all those years. As mm-hmm. The things that had happened to him, that he, Christ suffered a great, a great price for us. Why would people reject that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, think about it. It is yeah, he did. He paid a price for us, didn't he? Yeah. And people, yeah. people take, are afraid of social rejection. That's why they don't accept Christ. Yeah. They're not going to be popular enough. Yep. They have to give away stuff. What do you mean by that? Somebody that's rich. It's harder for a rich, rich man, man to mm-hmm. get into heaven than mm-hmm. to go through an eye of a needle. Yep. Because they don't want to give up what they have. Yeah, they, yeah, that's true. The unbelievers in have in in the Bible days, John twelve forty two, forty three would not confess Christ because they were more concerned with their status among the peers than doing God's will. That's called peer pressure, huh? Yeah. Think of the bullies in the Bible days. Yeah, we got bullies Definitely. today. How yeah. many bullies did, was there in the Bible days? Keeping up with the Joneses, and sometimes keeping up with the Joneses doesn't include a relationship with Christ. Right. Unfortunately. Yep. The things of this present world today just take people for a whirlwind. People that even believe in Christ lose Mm -hmm. because of the things of today. 
Right. Well, I think sometimes people want, they don't accept this gift because they want man's approval, right? Yeah. Rather than God's. Because, like we said earlier, because God, Jesus is invisible and people aren't. And so man's opinion overrides God sometimes. And I've done that. I mean, I've been guilty of that. And it's still there's a person in the world right. that hasn't been guilty. Yeah, but God forgives a right. believer. If you're just to ask God forgive you, he'll forgive you. Mm-hmm. Yes, he will. Yeah. So what about other things in this world and, and how we deal with it? Well, like in Matthew nineteen sixteen through 23, you want to read that? Oh, I can do that. Let me look. Matthew what? 19, 19, 16 through 23. Okay. I just happen to have my sword here. Imagine that, which is my Bible, Matthew nineteen sixteen. Now, a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, obey the commandments. Which ones? The man inquired. Jesus replied, do not murder. Do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All of these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So, wow. That isn't because he's rich. It's because his riches are controlling him. him. He is very. So, people reject God because they think that they don't need a savior. They think they're good enough. And social rejection, right? Right. Uh, So, is there any other reasons that people reject Christ? Because this is a free gift. He doesn't push himself on us, right? So, this is a free gift. Is there any other reasons why people reject this gift? Well, I think that people are in love with themselves. Ooh. Lover of self. Ooh, that's a good one. I I know that I've, in my lifetime, I've had so many people that are so arrogant that they cannot see. I've had people tell me that. God, there's no such thing as God, because if there was a loving God out there, why would he say, suffer unto man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suffer, suffer unto, unto me. me. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't understand that God isn't telling you that you have to be, be put into pain. Or suffer. That's suffering, pain. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. this person meant. It's not meaning to pay, be under pain mm-hmm. for him. That means, suffer means respect in the Bible. It means to understand and love God. And God wants to love you back. God is love is the greatest gift in the Bible. And if God didn't love you, he wouldn't have died for you. God God suffered more than we ever could suffer. And he did that for us. Why would God tell you to suffer in a painful way for him? When he's already paid the price. And not only that, he comes he comes and rescues us. When we suffer, mm-hmm. I've seen God in my life rescue me out of so many things that when man does things to me, God cries for me. Mm-hmm. God saves me. God protects me. I could have I could have had a lot of worse things happen to me than what has happened to me if it wasn't for God. Right. I, I've seen the times when he's intervened. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that God would have stopped all bad things in the world if he hadn't given man free will. Right. And you know, if he had if he had taken and and stopped all the bad things in the world, he would have had to end my life too, because I've done bad things. So lover of self. So in other words, they don't want to give themselves up to God, to Christ, to this free gift. They want to be in control. They want to have their to have their way. Live well, they their think life. they're better than the free okay. gift. Okay. They're they are good per- people. They've done all kinds of great things, and they think it's greater than Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not going to accept Christ because, you know, they're greater than Christ. Right. I know people that think they're God. I do too. 
And imagine that, thinking that they're God. Isn't that what Satan made the mistake of? Is that why Satan's thrown out of heaven? Yeah. Because he thought so. he was better than God? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm afraid we have to lower ourselves down. Yeah. We are a creation. Yeah, not a creator. Not a creator. Yeah. Are there any? Some people resist the Holy Spirit's attempts to draw them to Christ. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? On that one, I know for a fact that God will call you and he'll continue to call you because he has hope that you'll turn around. But mm-hmm. God does stop. Mm-hmm. Jesus will, will call you so many times, but if you keep rejecting him, he will stop calling. Yeah. And it's not him rejecting you. It's him. Everybody gives up eventually. Right. I'll call a friend so many times, but if a friend doesn't call me back, I stop. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got to go to a break, but when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about why people would reject this precious gift of Jesus Christ. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4 verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Hi, we are back, and we were talking about why people would reject the gift of Jesus Christ. And the thing is that I think what we've expressed is that Jesus Christ died for each one of us. He paid the, the penalties of our sins. And um, there's a disastrous consequence because um, there's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved, but that of Jesus Christ. And when you reject him, you reject the father and those who reject Christ for whatever reason, face an eternity in the outer darkness of hell where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the other day I, in my quiet time, it was kind of interesting because we knew we were going to talk about this and the rejection of God and God always places scripture in your, in, in place at the perfect time, right? Because it's just mm-hmm. awesome. And I was reading in John, and chapter 336 says, and it's so fitting, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Obvious. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. So, yeah. Yeah. So, accept Christ. That's simple, right? Yeah. And it has... A, um, so there was this late, I read on the internet the other day about a young lady um, who felt like that God would reject her. Okay, so we're talk, we've talked about us rejecting God, but would God ever reject us? And if so, under what circumstances? And the thing with her was, before she, um, she said, I'll just read it so that we get her words, How do I know God is not going to reject me? I used to curse at God when things did not go my way, and I have lived a life of sin and pleasure. Now I have repented of my sin and turned back to Christ. 
but I can't help to think about that God's going to reject me. I am constantly crying. I am such a sinful person. He would have every, he would have every right to reject me. I keep praying, God, please don't reject me. Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. What more can I do? Every time I visualize myself dead, I see myself in hell and not heaven. She is in, she is in really spiritual turmoil there. You know, if, if, if a person feels that God's going to reject them all the time, do they really have a saving knowledge of God? Because God comforts us and, you know, his forgiveness is forever. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, you know, if you sin, you're going to go to hell. He says, if you ask for forgiveness, I'm just to forgive you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say I'm going to hang. He doesn't hang on the cross over and over and over for us. He's hung once for our sins, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Sure, we're going to make mistakes. He knows that because we're human. Right. And all we have to do is ask for forgiveness. He forgives us for the sins in the past and the sins in the future and mm-hmm. the sins in between. Right. We're forgiven. We're a forgiven person if we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. It's Satan's lie mm-hmm. that tells you that, that you're, not. you're not forgiven. Absolutely. So tell Satan to get behind you mm-hmm. because you are forgiven. I think what this young lady needs is she needs some discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering where she got the message that she's not good enough for God. And I think uh, I think counseling would help her. Uh-huh. Of course, we would. We're mental, yeah, we're mental health providers that are that are faith based. She she needs she needs someone to walk alongside her, disciple her, and and find out where she heard the message of I'm not good enough for God, or I'm not good enough for anybody, or I've made all these mistakes. And it's interesting because really, guys, when Jesus forgives us of our sins. The scripture says he throws him as far as the east is from the west. He throws him into the deepest sea, and um, he puts him behind his back. And I like that example because sometimes, and I have done this, I reach around and try to get that sin back and say, "Oh, I, I did that, and I am not, I, you know, I am not worthy." Well, God doesn't reject anyone. <laughs> That's right. God is love. He He does not hold our sins against us. It's us. Who rejects God? It's it's our sins that that makes us feel like we're rejected. We condemn ourselves. Mm-hmm. God died and and took our eternity in hell. He stood in our place, so we can be forgiven. There's a song that I just I want to read to you because I love it. It's a song that. It, it crushes my heart all the time when we play it. So get your Kleenexes out because she's going to cry. Yeah, I will because I cry when it's playing. Do you want to say who it's from? I, I was going okay. to. Good. It's called The Hammer. It's words by and music by Ray Bolts and Steve Milliken. I would say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says, I was in a crowd the day that Jesus died. And as he hung upon the cross, his mother cried. I saw the crowd. Of the crown of thorns, he wore the stripes upon his back. The water and the blood ran out, and the sky was turned black. My mind was filled with anger. My heart was filled with shame. This man brought only healing who could bring him pain. Why does it seem the strong always victimizes the weak? And suddenly I found myself standing to my feet. And I cried, who nailed him there? This child of peace and mercy, who nailed him there? Come and face me like a man. Who nailed him there? And the crowd began to mock me. I cried, oh, my God, I don't, I don't understand. And I turned and saw the hammer in my hand. I am just a Roman soldier and an ordinary man. I love my wife and children. I do the best I can. How could I have killed him? It must be someone else. There's got to be an answer. I just can't blame myself. I nailed him there, the child of peace and mercy. I nailed him there. I'm the guilty man. I nailed him there. With my sins and my transgressions, I cried, oh, my God. Now I understand. When I turned and saw the hammer in my hand. So why does that <clears throat> why does that mean so much to you, Annette? Because I know okay. that I nailed him there. And if anybody else would understand, 
We all nailed him there. That's right. But if you think about it, he died on the cross for all of us. That's right. But we're not nailing him there no more. He paid the price for our sin. He did. We don't have to go to hell. Nope. We don't have to go to hell anymore. And it's Satan's lie that that will be rejected. It's Satan's lie. And Satan wants to take us to hell. Mm -hmm. He wants to get even with God. Don't let him win. Right. He does. He wants to take as many people with him as he can because he wants to get back at God. Don't let him win. Right. Because he don't have to win. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, P Peter denied Christ at the worst possible time. And, you know, we, we're we going to look at that at um, on in Luke 22, Matthew, Mark, Luke 22. I did not have that turned. Let me turn to that. Luke 22, 33 and 34 says, if I, there we go, there we go, got to get the bifocals. <clears throat> um, this was Peter. Jesus had just told Peter, you are going to deny me, uh, but I've been praying for you, Peter, so hang in there. Um, that's my paraphrase. <laughs> 34 says, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny, th deny me three times. You will deny three times that you know me. Okay? So he told Peter, you're going you're gonna to deny me three times. And Peter says, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. Well, you go to a little on farther that night. And you go to 60 and 62. And it says, Peter replied, and he's already done it twice, okay? This is his third time of denying Christ. Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. This is what's interesting, guys. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he, and he went outside and wept bitterly. Um. The thing is, Peter, can you imagine how Peter felt when I read that? I think about that. And, um, you know, there he was. He denied Christ, and Christ turned around and looked at him. Christ knew exactly where he was in the crowd. He knew exactly what he had just done. And Peter left broken. And, and the thing is, when Christ resurrected and came back, he restored Peter. Into yeah. a relationship. He didn't reject him. He didn't reject him. And he could have. Well, now, if, if he was going to reject people for sin, think about all the apostles and what they've done and the sins they've committed. The, if, it, if Jesus was going to reject us, why wouldn't he reject them? Exactly. Because I mean, the night that he was arrested, they all ran. I mean, one, one, um, one betrayed him, Judas, and the rest of them ran. Yeah. No one was there. Nobody stuck with him at the mm -hmm. most important time of his life. Exactly. And and Peter did what he did. Look at Jonah and the whale. Yeah. I mean, Jonah refused to go to Nineveh. Mm -hmm. He refused. God gave him an order, and he totally told God, no. Yep. I mean, tell your maker, no. Have you ever done that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness I didn't end up in a whale or a big fish. <laughs> But I ended up in, in my own problems because I told him no. Well, God told us to come here. What did I tell him? Don't send me somewhere where there's snow. Mm -hmm. Did God listen to me? No. <laughs> God had a plan. He had a plan. He had a better plan. You know what? It's nice. It is nice. It's beautiful here, and this is our home. It's God. got snow. It's got snow. More snow than I've ever seen. <laughs> but God sustains us, doesn't he? That's right. So do you think, do you think anything surprises God? No. No. When I said no, he laughed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm laughing when he's in the snow. <laughs> That's right. So when people reject God, he, it, he, is, he is saddened. I mean, he, he sent his only son to die for us. <laughs> hey, Myrna, mm -hmm. what did you think when God said, you're going to Arizona on the 26th? I thought. He said, What? I thought, I don't, okay, fine, but how are we going to pay for it? That's what that, I'm, I'm that way. I'm thinking, okay, Lord, 
What did I tell you? God said, he'll take care of it. You're not paying for it. He is. He is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when God told us he was doing the radio show. Mm. Oh, really? <laughs> there ain't no money in the books to pay for a radio show. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. They God's got money paying, in the books. <laughs> God's paying for it. God is a mighty God. I think it's awesome when, when it's so funny when we don't see money in the books and God says, do this. And we say, okay. Mm-hmm. And then the money comes. That's right. It's so neat. It is. Yeah. That's that gift guys gifting us and, right. and um, helping us to share the gospel with the world. And I think it's awesome though when you see God do that. Because mm-hmm. that's what I call a miracle. Mm-hmm. He provides where there's no means to be provided. Mm-hmm. And I tell God, you own 100,000 cattle on 100,000 hills. Yeah. You know? that's, yeah, that's her, that's her take on that scripture because yeah. that's not exactly what that scripture says. But, but that's my take That's on her it. take on that scripture. It and, sounds good. And I always tell him, can it be Herefords? <laughs> I like Herefords. <laughs> okay. We have lots of Herefords out here, guys. Yeah, so. they're cool cows. <laughs> But the gift is a gift, and it cost a lot to um to have this gift. And I I don't I can't imagine living without the gift. Yeah, I can't imagine facing life without that and I, eternal life. I have so much trust in the gift that God gives us because when you see a gift and you feel a gift mm-hmm. and you can hear a gift, guess what? It's time to go to break, and we'll talk no, more about it. No, we're at the end of the show, Annette. Oh, we're at the end of the we show? We have to quit. Oh, my Josh goodness. is telling us we have to quit. Josh, how can you tell us we have to quit? Yeah. So connect with us, guys. We had fun connecting on Facebook, and um, we'll try to get our green thingy working here. It'll and, be better next week. Right. The learning curve. Thank you for listening, and we will talk with you guys again next week. Thanks, listeners. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.